We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello and welcome to the Her Hoop Stats podcast. The WNBA season is about to start, which means we're in WNBA training camp, which means we have to make roster predictions. I guess that's what it means, kind of. I'm Gabe Ibrahim. That's Richard Cohen. Richard, do we need to make roster predictions, or is this just something that we want to do? Well, this is one of the things that's fun heading into the season <laughs> for, for those of us that like this minutia. But I, I was thinking the other day that, you know, Kevin Pelton doesn't write articles about who's going to make the 17th spot on the Wizards heading yeah. into the regular season in the NBA. So it's something a little bit specific to our league, I think, that we worry about who's going to be on the end of these benches. Well, and I think uh, actually there's some spots though that are available for people that are going to play. And like people have played from making a, a training camp spot. And obviously we know injuries are a big part of it. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, what if we wrote an article about all of the NBA training camps and then no one would ever read it. But I think people are going to listen to this because of this unique tar league. And if you like the WNBA, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel onto whatever podcast feed, or whatever our twitter names are going to pop up now uh you can also find our work at her hoop stats on twitter yes it's it's down there below below richard and could you could you describe what your uh what your background is just so people have a place of where you are in the world oh the background is a basketball court in east london that is uh as far as i know still a perfectly usable basketball court but also a work of art to a certain extent it's beautiful no i i see nice basketball courts all the time and i've never ever seen one in real life ever never seen a, a designed basketball court i don't know why i don't know if people in virginia are just lame actually there's none in miami either regardless <laughs> you would you would think there'd be some in miami there'd be like art deco courts sort of peppered around or something like that but yeah okay i i guess i guess we just don't do the public art in that way also like it would get hot and rainy and it's probably not worth it mm. um yeah, but I've never seen one. I was in Arizona the other week, and I didn't see one either. But we're here to talk about roster predictions. Let's do some roster predictions. So you made your, you had your article about 
what roster spots are available, who's kind of in, you know, describing their uh, each team situations. Um, there's been a bunch of players cut since then, as often happens. I think it yep. happened like the minute it came out, there was like a, a bunch of cuts. Um, do, do you want to talk about any of them in particular? I mean, Chelsea, I mean, Bungie, yeah. no one, no one was cut that I have that I predicted to actually make a roster. So I haven't got anything wrong yet as far as what was what was done. Yeah, probably the most noticeable one of the cuts that have been made in the last few days was Chelsea Dungey, who we were kind of expecting given the number, the numbers in Dallas and the season that she had last year where she barely played and then going overseas and barely playing for Galatasaray and barely playing for Sydney. So it wasn't a surprise, but the fact that she was the number five pick last year, you don't normally expect someone drafted that high to get cut, but we've, We'd already lost the number four pick from last year's draft. <laughs> so, yeah, it's last year's class isn't looking great. But, yeah, Dallas just didn't have the numbers to keep her yeah. with all those picks they've had. They've they run out of spots to hold on to people on the end of their bench that they sort of might hope develop in future years. So she's gone. Yeah, and I think she also just doesn't doesn't bring anything that Dallas super needs, uh, even if they were going to try to keep her as a – as a prospect, um, I think someone could pick her up. Obviously, I'm a big fan as a as a Arkansas file, as a lover of Arkansas, everything Arkansas. Um, we pick Suey, but she, yeah, I mean, I I, I saw it coming, so I, I, it's not that shocking. I think the timing is a little shocking. On these things, do you think like the the element of timing is just like, do you want to to get a chance, or do you think they ask? Like, I I don't know. I haven't heard anything about this situation. No, neither have I on this one, but I assume it, it varies quite a lot. That sort of sometimes players will want to get out a little early because then they have a chance to go somewhere else. I mean, at this point in training camp, most teams aren't bringing in mm-hmm. anyone extra to to see for the next week because their own numbers are working out. You know, you have to keep cutting someone every time someone else arrives from overseas. So I would imagine it was probably just a, a usual procedural cut. It was a little surprising. They've still got, I think, four more cuts to make in Dallas. So the fact that she didn't even last until the end of those was was a bit surprising that they've got other people you will expect to be gone. And they're just training camp invites and she didn't even last beyond them. Yeah, no, I thought that that was weird. Um, and then there was a bunch of other cuts. I mean, you know, Jalen Agnew is a little surprising in Atlanta, um, considering that she has like, some experience rather than the players. And, and like you said, same same sort of deal. Like there are some players that we thought would get cut up in front of her. Uh, Paris Key's gone in New York. Um, Jordan Lewis was draft pick. Now she's gone in Connecticut. So bunch of bunch of cuts. Uh, it's not fun. It's not fun for a lot of these players to come in, give everything you got, and hope you get a dream that just doesn't pan out. But we'll probably see a lot of them in Europe. So if you're into European basketball, which obviously Richard is probably more in, oh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Bobby, Bobby Mummery is our is our uh, real European guy. Um, despite him living, he lives in the states, right? He's in the states. I'm in London. Yeah, but we have the internet these days. You can focus on whatever <laughs> the hell you want. Well, let's fo- let's focus on one of these teams. Uh, we'll start with Minnesota, a team that you talk about a lot. Um, they are you know, the normal suspects are, are on our list of locks here. Alicia Clarendon, uh, Ariel Powers, Kayla McBride, Angel McCautry, Demir Stantis, Sylvia Fowles, uh, Nalia Chanwa. Um, most of those players have, so well, six of them have uh, 
guaranteed money. We also have Nafisa Collier on there because she has to be on there, but she's not going to play for at least a large chunk of the season because she's pregnant. Congratulations to her. Does complicate things to a pretty big degree for Minnesota. So could you just explain what's kind of happening with the Lynx? Well, the first thing to explain that people sometimes don't understand is that you can't suspend someone who's pregnant. Mm -hmm. You can move them to the pregnancy list, which would open up a roster spot, but her salary would still count on the salary cap. And as Minnesota are so close to the cap with 11 players anyway, there's no point to them doing that because they'd have no salary space to fill the roster spot that would open up. So essentially Collier counts, which then means they're running out of places to keep people you would expect them to want to keep, basically, which is why Minnesota gets interesting in that, as I talked about, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, nine locks on my list. You, Some people will argue with me about Crystal Dangerfield. that I have her on my locks. That she isn't necessarily an absolute definite. But yeah, I have nine, including Dangerfield, which then means you have two spots left. And you haven't yet included Carlton, Davis, Shepard, Bannum. That's probably the end of the list, I would think. But, I mean, they've got Yvonne Turner there, who's offered reasonably useful WNBA minutes in the not-distant history. Um, I doubt she'll make the 11, but with I think I've seen reports in the last few days that she could be one of their potential players to bring back on a hardship, which this roster could easily end up needing mm. fairly quickly given that Collier's out and they've got other people who frequently get injured. Yeah. McBride is McBride. Not she would did not play in the, in the preseason game against uh, Washington. Is she still in Europe? She's at Fenerbahce. So yeah, she'll miss the start of the season. So yeah, if with her out and Collier out, they will immediately actually be able to get a hardship player. Cause they'll be down to nine, which always makes things more complicated. Cause it's hard to say like, okay, they're not going to, like they're not going to make the initial roster because this person's gone, but then they, you know, they can make, they, they could make the initial roster and not be on the roster as we think of it, even in future years or uh, even in like mm. a few months. So that, that does complicate things. We'll try to get into all of it, but you know, inevitably we, we will forget that someone's like in Europe or something. Um, but yeah, I'm this, this is super interesting because I think, so Davis was their first round pick last year. Yep. As you've mentioned, they need post players. So Jess Shepard has an inside track. And then Bridget Carlton, to me, has, was one of their best players last year. And frankly, they need, you know, I, I in my opinion, they need another another wing, another two guard um, behind Powers and McBride in whatever, comp, in whatever way they want to structure their roster. They need her. So to me, it's like they have three players that you want to keep. And that's not including Rachel Bannum, who was a big player for them as well. So which way oh i should mention though so after locks i did i did some of this math so cap space after locks 138,333 dollars um which should be enough to fit any two variations of these players they, um from what i remember i would have to do the maths right here but they they have a slight issue in the um they can't keep Carlton and Bannum or Carlton and Turner because they're all on veteran okay. salaries. Right. But 
that if we assume that Bannum and Turner are probably going to get cut, then then they can keep anybody out of the other players we talked about. I think. Right, because Jess Shepard's on the 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 rookie. I don't, I don't know what I call that. The one to three minimum. Yeah, she's on the on the base minimum. So base as, minimum. as long as yeah, as long as she's one of the ones they keep, they can then keep anyone else with that eleventh spot. Which also makes her more likely to make the team because absolutely she costs yeah. less. Plus, obviously, this is as they're making a big deal out of quite rightly Sylvia Fowles' last season. So having. Jess Shepard on the roster, if she continues to get better, which, I mean, she, when she's managed to be healthy, she's looked a pretty decent player um, on the court in her time in the WNBA. But um, you might want bigs that you're going to have team control over mm-hmm. following, following this season, given you're going to have to fill a big hole once Bowles is gone. Yeah, and I mean, it'd be nice to keep Renaya Davis around because, you know, you, you picked her last year. You would, and- you would think they like her, yeah. I mean, but... You're running out of space. I mean, I, I imagine that's sort of part of why they're probably talking about Turner coming back is that if you cut Carlton or Davis, whichever one you let go, other teams are going to be interested in. Mm-hmm. We always talk about players being picked up off waivers and it doesn't actually happen very often. But normally players clear waivers and then they might sign as free agents somewhere else, often for a slightly cheaper price. But those are two players who might well end up getting claimed by somebody. I would imagine Carlton will get claimed. I mean, I, I would imagine if they're going to cut her, there's going to be there's going to be some trade offers. I mean, I, I'd, I'd give up something for Bridget Carlton. Yeah, I mean, if you decide that's the player that's going to go, then you make the calls around and you you get at least a third round pick. I would imagine probably a second round pick for Carlton, maybe for Davis as well. Although obviously, no one knows quite what they're getting from Davis at this point as a pro. But lots of teams saw her as a first round pick a year ago, so why not try again? Yeah, and da- the thing about Davis is that she's like she's still a little hurt, like she still had um, she still had like her uh, quad taped up really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't look like a hundred percent. So I think that's another complicating factor for her is just like, you know, maybe somewhere else the team is more willing to take on that first round pick. Um, but in Minnesota, they need everyone who can play just in case because Dantas is still injured. Um, is she going to be? I, I haven't heard if she's going to be ready yet for. I- I saw something a little while ago that said two to three weeks still to recovery, which would be probably mean missing the first couple of games, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it's sort of still a little up in the air when she's going to be, and who knows when she's going to be a hundred percent. And that could be another opportunity here to get another hardship uh, exception. So how many, how many hardship exceptions can you have enough to get to 10? Yeah. As many as you like to get up, to get up to 10 mobile playable bodies yeah yeah so they're gonna need at least one pretty much immediately and then they might need to considering Dantas's entry so yeah there's there's opportunity here um for some of these players that are that are on the list I mean Kayla Jones actually looked pretty good against Washington in their first preseason game the other day um you know Chloe Bibby's around so I, there there's opportunity here for those hardships it's just I, I think you're right. It's very interesting as to what they're going to do because they're just in a tough spot. I feel like if it wasn't Sylvia Fowles' last year, there'd be a much bigger um, movement towards youth. Um, good youth because they still want to compete, but more of a, a focus on keeping around Carlton and Davis and Shepard. But 
now it's just, you got to get the best. You have to get warm bodies. You can stay on the floor the whole time, which may work against Jess Shepard, who has had injuries. I mean, it also partly depends on what they see as the position of some of these players. If they think Davis can play the four, right. then that makes her a slightly different pros- prospect from just bit, just being a wing. But I don't watch a lot of college basketball, so I, I have very, very little first-hand evidence of what what kind of player Davis is. So whether she's capable of that, I don't really have any idea. She seems a bit skinny to play a four. It's just like you need a four who can also like you need more of a four five than a three yeah. four at this point, I think. Because you have three, yeah. you have a bunch of threes. You don't have pretty much any fours. I mean Dantas is a four, but like you mentioned, she she's injured and she trends more towards four five. Yeah, and I mean Angel McCourtry's played some four in her career as well. But again, I mean Cheryl Reeve never liked playing Maya Moore at the four back in the yeah. day. So whether she's going to like the idea of McCourtry or, or Davis as a four, I'm not convinced. So in which would mean you pretty much have to keep Shepard unless you're bringing in another post from somewhere else outside. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Let's make our predictions here. Um, so I got Jess Shepard and Bridget Carlson making it. I think I mentioned that. That'll leave them with about $5,721 in cap space left over for the rest of the year. I don't know necessarily what they could do with that, but it'll be there. I, if I was picking, I agree with you. Okay. I kind of think having held on to Davis this long, they might keep her and let Carlton go. But yeah, I, yeah, it's a toss up for that last spot between Carlton and Davis for me. Mm. I mean, I think they're going to get something for Carlton then. They did this last year too. They traded McCall for a third round pick right before the end of training camp to Washington, something like that. Didn't Washington sign her as a free agent? But um, yeah, I would have to look that up. I'm, I'm going to look it up because I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Thanks to uh, it's our friend Curtis and Oh, I clicked on the wrong name. Uh, our friend <laughs> Curtis and across the timeline because uh, it makes it very easy to look up specific players. Uh, yeah, she got traded for the 28th pick in this year's draft. And that turned out to be... Oh, okay. It was Minnesota that signed this yeah. that contract. Hannah, Hannah Jevron. I think that's how you pronounce her name. That was the third round pick that the Mystics traded for Erica McCall, who was caught... Uh, she was waived a couple a couple of days. Oh, yesterday. She was waived yesterday. Um, but yeah, so I think there's there's a chance that that happens again because teams have third and second round picks. So I think Carlton could start a bidding war. Maybe that's what is best for Minnesota. But I don't know. I really think they need her. And she was, she was really awesome for them. So I'd be sad to see her go unless she ends up somewhere else. And I think there's a, but, there's a few landing spots. So being a, a seller right now is maybe a little bit better than it has been in previous years it depends what you're trying to sell there aren't all that many teams with cap space so it it, as long as it's a player like um like carlton who's on the minimum Minimum, then then you're fine if you're trying to sell anyone with a salary any more than that then it gets complicated and difficult well we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to the mystics but i think carlton in the washington make a lot of sense but i just don't know i think they have their second round pick from next year i'm pretty sure i'm not sure they're willing to give it up we'll see uh, all right, you want to move on to another team? Yeah. Anything else in Minnesota? No, I'm good. All right, let's talk about uh, the defending champs, 
second on my list, I do think they're interesting. Um, they have we have nine locks for Chicago. Uh, that would be the obvious ones: Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, Clea Copper, Azari Stevens, Kathis Parker. They're your starters. Then we have Julie Aleman and Emma Mieseman as your other locks. So there's nine. So that means we have two spots because it seems going to go with eleven here. Um, but it's it's a weird two spots. It's wonky, right? Because I have them as uh, $446 short of being able to afford a vet minimum and a rookie minimum. Or yeah. A base minimum. I mean, I, unless you're looking at a different document from me, mine was actually published with seven locks because I didn't include Evans and Hebert, but I agree with oh, you. Wait. That- no, I have seven locks too. What am I saying? Oh, I don't have Evans or Hebert on my, on the full list. Cause I guess I don't know where I put them. Um, my bad. But yes, we have seven but, locks. But yes, you get to nine if you include Evans and Hebert, and then you get to the mass that you were just talking about, which, which yes, means you cannot, they cannot keep in either of those last two spots anyone on a veteran minimum salary, which basically means Kayla Davis or Imani McGee-Stafford. Yeah. And, and then we have, well, is, Kaiser Gondrzejk is here. I'm assuming she's going to make it just by virtue of having a smaller contract than the other players on, on her line. Oh, I, th- I think that's one that was just, that was pretty open going into the camp. Um, they need somebody on the wing, but I mean, Rebecca Gardner has actually had a really good season in Europe as well. Um, obviously mm-hmm. hasn't played in the WNBA, but um, was in a, was at a good club. Uh, a winning team in Spain. The problem is she's still in Spain because her team keeps winning. So it's hard to make a team when you haven't been on a WNBA roster and you haven't been in camp. So yeah, at, at that point it comes that it then gets to Gondrasic or a load of people who I have never seen play basketball. <laughs> um, I, so I, I have no idea what Lexi Held, Lindsay Pulliam, or Sparkle Taylor can, can offer, or Emmanuel Tahane. These are all just, just names on a screen to me, to be perfectly honest. Sparkle Taylor can offer an amazing name. Um, Lindsay Pulliam, I, she's, she was good at Northwestern. I saw her at a combine in the, the Final Four. She, she was fine. Um, I would be surprised if she made the roster. I'd probably want to have – I mean, Kathleen Doyle's around. I don't know if that floats anyone's boat. Yeah, I mean, assuming you're keeping Evans, I would imagine, because she's kind of a mostly a point guard. So, yeah, yeah, I would imagine she she would need to be out Evans to make the roster, and that's probably not likely given Evans is situated there. Yeah, and I think Evans also needs to be there because well, she's played with the team before. A and Julie Aleman is still in Europe. And is going, and because she's playing in France, is going to be there for a while yet, unless her team gets knocked out of the playoffs early, which is unlikely. Because again, she's on a good team. What right. you what you want is for your your Americans to be on a team where they have no help whatsoever in Europe, so that they get knocked out early on, even if they're in a a, a country where the playoffs are still going on. Yeah, no, you want you want them on bad teams as much as possible. Also, gets to you get to send those stats out to people. Um, do you, do you know anything about Mali? I know I mean, she's having she, a great season in Australia. Won, yeah, she won the MVP in the Australian League, although she won it partly piling up stats with sort of volume rather than efficiency. 
the problem is one of her sort of key main attributes is rebounding, but she's but she piled up those numbers in a small league. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a one of those sort of six foot one ish, three four type players. So you wonder whether once you step up a level, whether you can still do the same things that you were doing in the WNBL in Australia. So she might have a shot to make it, but what she can contribute at in the WNBA, who knows at this point? Which, but again, she's been there since the start of camp, as far as I know, which which has to help on a team like this that's been waiting for a lot of players, which is why the list is so long in Chicago. <laughs> yes. you, you get to have 15 players in camp, but you can have as many signed as you like if they're not actually going to be there. So, yeah, they've been wait, waiting on Krajnik. They Last I heard, they still didn't know whether Lee Yuru was ever going to show up this season. Kayla Davis, I think, just arrived. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that throws this whole thing into even more of, more of a mess. Well, just, in the math that we were mentioning, like it just makes it really tough to, because Kayla Davis would be a vet minimum, right? She's at that, she's had her yeah. years of service here. So it just makes it tough for McGee Stafford or Davis to make it. Cause then, you know, we're getting into, we're getting into a little bit of space where you're going to have to I cut think, someone to maybe like more. I think what, what you're doing in their case is you're trying to make enough of an impression that they, start yeah. working on the mass to bring you back a couple of weeks into the season. Cause like you said, they're very close mm-hmm. to being able to include a veteran minimum and these things get prorated by the day. Right. So once you get slightly into the season, they become that slight, slight small, small amount cheaper. Um, someone you cut, you have to wait 10 days to be able to resign in when you go into the season. So they would have to wait till the 10th day of the season if they cut them just before the start. Um, but it's perfectly possible for one of them at least. Um, and again, because they're so close to going mm-hmm. under the under the ten players, someone could easily be coming back on a hardship again as well. Right. And and well, with Almond, if she's not there in the beginning, that gets them to ten immediately, and you need one injury or one absence around, among everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you could you go over the proration thing a little bit more though? Uh, I I know we I mean I'm in a group chat with you and Jacob, so I hear about the proration a lot. It's a lot of the season for us here, <laughs> stats. Um, but just like explain, do we do you know the dollar amount per day yet for this year? I mean, yeah, I've got a like a table that breaks the whole thing down, so it get that simplifies it all. But um, basically, there there are 101 days in this regular season because they like to make things complicated for us. If it was one day shorter, the whole the math would be massively easier. But so basically, the each um, minimum salary gets one one hundred and oneth cheaper every single day because it gets cut down. So you only need slightly less cap space to be able to sign the same player if you wait an extra day. So if you if they're $446, like you said, from being able to fit one of these players in, then I, they have to wait like two days. Great. This is the type of stuff. And, you know, it just takes up an inordinate amount of our time. Again, as we mentioned at the top for like the player who's going to just sit on the bench and then likely get cut at the mid at the midseason cut down date. Uh, this and, takes in. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, the, it's just that the, the league isn't remotely consistent on 
whether you you lean one day or the next it depends what time of day sometimes <laughs> a player actually gets cut whether whether that day counts or not in the in the adding up of the numbers so then you need to find out what the league is actually counting because being told they they've been waived on Tuesday doesn't necessarily tell you exactly how much they were signed for because you need to know whether that that means they counted as being cut on the Tuesday or the Wednesday or even the Monday. So, but, and the thing is, it also like it snowballs the rest of the season. Like if you spend, oh yeah, if you spend X amount of dollars on the second day of the season, it affects how much you have at the end. I'm not jealous of like that part of the GM job. That is, oh absolutely, yeah. I feel like a lot of GMs have punted on that in the past, but I think it's becoming like as as thanks to uh, your coverage and the things we do here at Her Hoop Stats, where you should be subscribed for it's twenty dollars a year. Come on, guys um we know a lot more but i feel like at times faster just like i will figure that out it doesn't matter yeah i i in their cases i would hope they have extra people in their office where they say you understand this tell me what, (laughs) what, what, what we can do and what's legal and yeah i mean obviously wnba staffs are a lot a lot smaller than you get in the nba so they may not have that many people but there's there's probably someone with some accounting experience or at least somebody who's been there long enough to to be able to understand this stuff who isn't yes. necessarily the GM themselves. Yeah. In the legal world, we call that a person a Quasimodo because you stick them in the basement with a bunch of documents and they just <laughs> figure out what is supposed to happen. Um, we, are, we are like 27 minutes into this podcast. We have done right. exactly we, two teams. We should move on. Yeah. We have done two teams. All right. Do you want to pick it? You want to pick a team? Where do you want to go next? Um, why don't we do a nice, easy one? Atlanta. Atlanta are the one team who are down to 12 players since I published my article and they cut extras. Um, So, so for now they're done. The the, the roster they have fits under the salary cap, although not by all that much, amazingly enough for a team that are rebuilding as obviously as they are. And yeah, they can keep the 12 that they've got if they want. Yeah. I don't know if they want to, I mean, sorry, here's what they, here's what we got going on. We have Erica Wheeler. We, we have, uh, I have seven locks. I believe you have seven locks as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we two that are very much close to locks. Erica Wheeler, Ari McDonald, Tiffany Hayes, Brian Howard, Nia Coffey, Monique Billings, Cheyenne Parker. And then our two probables are Nas Hillman and Kia Vaughn. I would imagine those, we could put those very close to locks. And there's three players here. Like you mentioned, the, the roster is full. Uh, Christy Wallace, Maya Caldwell, and Megan Walker. Um, I don't, I mean, I know a little bit about Wallace and Caldwell from college, but they've been out for a year, right? A year or two now. Uh, Walker's obviously Wallace, been up and down. Wallace was certainly injured. I, I know less about Caldwell. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I mean, call, yeah, I think Caldwell was in the, I forget where she played in Europe. It's also on her tapes. It, it, it looks good. It's just like for a team that's rebuilding as much as they are, you would think they want to go and take some uh, flyers on players like a maybe, I don't know. Chelsea Dungy, just throw a name out there or wait until someone gets cut to bring into camp. Um, but do you think, you know, I guess it, let's just do a prediction here. Uh, so we have, we have the nine players that we think are going to make it. Do you think they get creative or do you, they, do they just take those three players um, that I have us on the bubble onto their roster? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the 12 that are there are the opening day roster, mm-hmm. but, and then they start, with a little bit of churning that we always see over the sort of the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of the teams that 
other teams will be calling to say, do you have interest in this player that I'm probably going to cut, but yeah. what what might you offer me to make sure you, you get them? Um, yeah, and who and exactly which player they they they'd cut to make that kind of move, who knows? I mean, they, I mean, the other interesting part about that roster is that they also have that Kiavorn contract, which is non-guaranteed. So even if they wanted to take on someone who is a bit more expensive, this is one of the teams that could still create the cap space to do it. Um, they could even go down to 11 players if they needed to, which would mean sort of cutting Vaughan and someone else would get them an extra like 180K in cap space. And Didn't they could they... Take, take on a bigger deal if they wanted. Yeah, they also traded the. I mean, for Va- the the thing with Vaughn is they traded a third round pick. Yeah, but a, it's a it's a third round pick in this league. They they ultimately traded pretty much nothing. But yeah, well, I know, but it's like it's still an asset that you don't want to. If you if you didn't think she was going to be a part of the thing, you would probably not spend that third round pick because you could have yeah. spent it now on something else. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they. I'm just saying that if a if a better opportunity yeah. came along that happened to cost money, they they're one of the few teams in the league that can create that space without making massive, awkward changes. Well, sp- speaking of one of those teams, we gotta keep it moving here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of one of those teams that may have an asset to trade, let's talk about Dallas. Another kind of it's kind of quick and easy, but a little bit more interesting. Um, so Dallas, we have eleven locks. I believe I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what you had correctly. I, I think, think I had 10. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, right, I, I had 10. Yeah. We differ on, on Ty Harris. I think Ty Harris is on there because one, they picked up that fourth year option. As we've mentioned, that has gotten a lot of play on this podcast, the fourth yep. year options for Ty Harris and Bella Allery, who's sitting out yep. this year. Um, but Ty Harris has guaranteed money next year. When I talked to Greg Bibb, um, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, you know, I was mentioning all the guards and he was very quick to, add Ty Harris to the list. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we can well, safely say that she's a lock. He's the one who took up the option. So yeah, he probably thinks so. Yeah. Well, one would think that he, that they're not going to cut someone after uh, picking up guaranteed money for next year, but that gives me 11 locks with uh, Ty Harris, Veronica Burton, Enrique Gumboale, Marina Mabry, Alicia Gray, Kayla Thornton, Satu Sabli, Isabel Harrison, Tara McC- uh, McCowan, Charlie Collier, who, we kind of went to a quick discussion about her and Awakir, um, with one probable in Mariah Jefferson. So all those players fit. The thing is, they have more their their problems are roster spots rather than cap space. And with Mariah Jefferson's contract expiring this year, despite the guaranteed money that she has, they could move on from her and keep someone like a Jasmine Dickey or go out on the market and find someone else. Yeah. Uh, they have, they have they have just enough cap space that if they wanted to they could cut Jefferson even in even just swallowing that entire hundred eighty thousand two hundred dollars without a buyout and they would still just about have enough to keep twelve players anyway even having to pay that out right it's just an, it's a matter of opportunity here like like I mentioned like Jasmine Dickey's there I like Jasmine Dickey a lot from Delaware um, I just don't think they really need her. Um, and I would rather not spend all that money on someone that's not going to play for us this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to to Vicky Johnson to a certain right. extent because because Jefferson did still get a fair amount of playing time last season, even when you know you could have turned it over to Harris and given her 
25 to 30 minutes a game made her your your lead guard going forward, especially as you've got as you probably got, should have done. You've got Mabry and you've got a Gumboale who do do a lot of the ball handling anyway. So you've kind of got other players who play the point guard role beyond those. I kind of agree that you don't really need her. That they might also there's a decent chance she'd accept the buyout because I kind of think somebody out there would happily pay her the veteran minimum to be their backup. It's just no one wants that under eighty thousand. They'll take her for seventy two. Well, they, um, I mean, they could trade her. They would have to probably attach an asset. And I'm not sure it's even worth it at that point. There, there's so few teams around the league that could fit that salary sure. under the cap. So it's it's unlikely. But one of them is Atlanta. Atlanta could make it work, right? If not. If they really wanted to, but I doubt I doubt it's worth it to them for, for that. And unless, like you say, there was a big asset attached. And I'm not sure Dallas has this, really has the assets left to attach anymore unless... They get a bit creative. Well, and they don't they don't care, right? Because like like you mentioned, they could just eat the entire salary without a buyout, regardless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not really necessary. But yeah, I'd be I'd honestly be surprised if it's if she just doesn't make the team. Like what do you what's the point of, of uh of not having her around unless you really, really, really like Jasmine Dickey or Destiny Walker or Unique Thompson? I don't you know, I know Jasmine Dickey. I don't know the rest of them. So, yeah, um, I mean, it, as you, it depends exactly how much those players have shown in camp. If you think one of those training camp players is really, really worth it, then then maybe you start thinking about getting rid of Jefferson. Or is there anyone on that list of players we were calling a lock that you might be willing to move on from? If Charlie Collier wasn't the number one pick, it, like literally any other pick, I think she might be. Uh, on on the chopping block because she was not she was not good last year and was not playing by the end of the year. Yep. yep. But I mean, I mean, I, I I was saying last year I wouldn't have taken her number one in the first place. So yeah, I I don't disagree. Well, it's like even if you flop, if you if they took Kuyir, uh in front of her at one, I think there's a there's a good chance that Charlie Collier is not on this roster. But I mean, I guess they're going to invest some more money because they even traded for. The, a center that does a lot of the things that you would want Charlie Collier to eventually do. Yeah, you've moved an, an extra player in front of them um, during the offseason, adding McCown, and a player who's probably going to get paid in the next offseason as well, which then means you're even more attached. So, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that shocked if Collier's not there. I would be surprised, though. I, I think they're just going to roll with it this year. It's not Thanks. like... Yeah. It's not like they're really a champ. They're, well, they're definitely not a championship contender. They're not like a contender for a, a buy. Or there's no buys this year. What are we going to say now? A top four seed? Yeah, yeah, I guess. that. I mean, but, I mean, how, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how much teams care about their seeding or whether they think, well, we'll get in and then no. we'll beat whoever's in front of us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel yet about the. I mean, obviously, it makes a lot more sense. But now, it, it, it did kind of have it in my head, like, okay, for you get the buy, and then you get the double buy. It made made the whole thinking of the regular season a, a lot easier. But we'll uh, we'll manage, I suppose, with the new uh, playoff structure. Do uh, so. I made my prediction. Do you, do you think the same, Jefferson, on final roster? I think that's the most most likely option. Yeah, without being inside the camp and knowing how much yeah. they they love the the training camp players that are still there. Yeah, I think most likely is they just keep Jefferson. And, and then it becomes interesting once we actually get into the games, 
who starts, who actually mm-hmm. plays among those point guards. You know, they've they've just spent the set, number seven pick on one. They've obviously got some investment in Harris. Who's going to get the minutes? Yeah, yeah. And we saw last year uh, getting the minutes was difficult in Dallas. Uh, and kind of rotational in that they they had no clue at any given moment which what it was going to be. But yeah. And it'll be interesting. I hope, I hope uh, Burton gets a lot more run because they're going to have to figure out her if she's the if she's the one to put next to Ugumbawale, uh long term. So I hope she gets more run. All right, where else do you want to go? Let's uh, let's uh, pick a new team here. Keep well, it, keep it rolling. I mean, I always write these things in alphabetical order. So why don't we stay at the top of the list and go to Connecticut? Connecticut, who are, who are also kind of complicated with the maths yet again. Yes, uh, less less fun than Chicago being $446 short of being able to keep everyone that they may want. Um, it, it is interesting, although it's become less interesting to me the more I thought about it. Uh, so they can keep, what, three? Yeah, they can only keep two of Dijon Carrington, Nia Cloud, and, and Kyla Charles. I had Natisha Heideman on that list, but uh, Natisha yeah. Heideman is engaged to the starting point guard. So Yes, if you didn't think she was a lot... <laughs> just because of her play, which to to her That's credit, great. she's been good enough in the last couple of years that I think she's pretty much a lot anyway, just to be yes on the roster as the backup point. I think she'd probably been starting alongside Thomas if they hadn't added Courtney Williams in the offseason. So yeah, Heidemann would be there anyway. But yes, the personal situation probably helps even more. Yeah, and and uh, there's a couple of personal sit. Well, there's one more. Like I, you know, Stephanie Jones is on this list, and I'm not sure she would be on my bubble if she was not the sister of Brianna Jones. She's not on my bubble anyway. I don't think, but yeah, I do, I'm just putting it on there because like this yeah. team obviously loves their personal connections to one another. Uh, it's a big part of their franchise, and they've been very successful. So, I mean, hey, may, maybe it's working out. But yeah, so we have I have seven locks. I believe you yep. had seven locks. Same here. Yep. Which are the it's very obvious Jasmine Thomas, Tisha Heideman, Courtney Williams, Dewana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas, John Cole Jones, and Brianna Jones. Um, although the rotation in the front court is going to be very interesting to see how they manage all of that, and it, it's going to be a, a weird. I think it's going to be a little bit weirder this year um, with Courtney well, Williams. It's, it's the first time they've actually had everyone healthy and had to worry about you know, finding minutes for everybody because the last yeah. couple of years, there's always been someone out that therefore sort of opened up the space. Well, and the ball too, like there's, you know, yep. Juana Bonner, Courtney Williams, how, there's only one ball to go around. I think both of them want it. I think Jasmine Thomas is better off the ball. Les Thomas obviously needs the ball, but she's upper. She's like higher on the totem pole, in my opinion. Obviously in the playoffs last year, the totem pole was a little messed up. So it's going to be very interesting in that regard. Um, so let's see how that plays out. But for the training camp, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just make my prediction. I think Carrington, Cloud, and, and Mon Premier make it along with Jones uh, just because that's the easiest way to make it fit. Jones is probably going to have to battle that with Joyner Holmes. And the reason I don't have Kyla Charles is because uh, she has her fourth-year option coming up. So, you know, you're, not, you're probably not going to pick up the fourth-year option because of that guaranteed money next year. She's a little bit more expensive than everyone else. And I think they've invested in another guard there. So that, that'd be my prediction there. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that taking Cloudon in the first round rather than trading down, which would have would have helped the, the cash mm-hmm. situation because if you go number 13, you're a meaningful 
yes. amount less than you are at number 12 because you're a second rounder. Um, yeah, shows how much they actually like Cloudon. So I tend yep. to agree that that she sticks. Then it's one of Carrington and Charles. And I, I really, I'm not sure. They both had their moments for the sun and both looked terrible at other moments. So... Well, can they can they keep both of them with everyone else? No, that's what we just said that it has it, to be two of. No, I'm sorry. Could they keep one? Could they keep Charles instead of Carrington? Sure. Okay. But not alongside Carrington, assuming you're keeping Clouded. Right. Yes. Okay. So either of them were. Um, yeah. So it just comes down to Carl, Charles or Carrington. I don't know. That extra year of team control has to play a factor, right? Or doesn't I don't know I don't know how much it matters to people at this point. I mean I mean maybe. The uh, I mean the 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 downside of that is that they also cost slightly more than the minimum. So if you were trying to save money on the absolute fringes, then you you don't want someone on that rookie scale because <laughs> they're they're slightly more expensive than they are if you sign someone off the street. Um, there's I mean. If she shows up sometime soon, I think she, I th yeah, I think she got knocked out in Europe, so she should be in Connecticut shortly. Yvonne Anderson has had a, a great couple of years, both for club team in Europe and for the Serbian national team. Again, she's another another fairly small guard, though, and you wonder how many of these players it's worth piling up on each other, even though Bonner gives you a little extra insurance in the post because she could play the four if you need her to if someone got injured. Yeah, you wonder how many perimeter players they're going to hold on to. Anderson has the benefit of, even though she's an experienced player, and I think she's over 30 at this point, um, she still counts for the, the cheaper salary because she hasn't been in the WNBA. She hasn't got the years of service. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm with you. I just don't think there's a... I'm not sure there's a, a guard spot available here. With, with the Carrington Charles situation and Cloudon, and I think they're going to keep Cloudon. Um, they really need a four. It just are we going to go Jordan Holmes? We've seen that kind of go out. So I don't know. I just don't. I don't know where that where where it's going to come from because it could get someone off the street too. I guess. Yeah, I just I just think there's a, there's a, at least a small chance that the four posts they keep, the four proper ones, are Thomas Jones, Jones, and Mon Premier, and and then then you got. Cloudon and either Carrington or Charles, Carrington in your list, and then you've got one spot left. And I wouldn't be totally surprised if that went to someone like Anderson rather than a fifth post, given that you've got Bonner who can slide over if you need her to. Yeah, I wonder how much Bonner wants to do that. She's, I think one of the reasons she's there is to specifically not play the post. So, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird situation. I think it works out for them. Uh, because it, it, they, I mean, it does. It's one of the, it's the only one that could really, one of the only teams that could really come back to bite them in the ass if if Charles turns out to be really good somewhere else. Which there's a small there's a small possibility that that happens. Um, because she she was good there, uh, or Carrington, whichever one they decide to keep. Yeah, and as as you talked about with Carlton, that's this is one of the places where a player is going to be of interest to other teams when they get cut, whichever of Carrington, Charles, Cloudon goes someone else is probably at least going to take a look at. So who, who you got? Make a prediction. I'll take Yvonne Anderson. Why the hell not? Sure. They're, they're, they're going to go. Yeah. They're going to go perimeter and, and take their chances inside. 
Wait, so, all right, so you got Charles or Carrington? Uh, but uh, the, um, Charles, I'll take <laughs> Charles. Charles. I'll go against, against your picks just to be different. <laughs> okay, just to be different. So you got Charles and then Anderson. Charles, That's... Anderson, Cloudon, and Montpremier as the right. four to go with my locks, yeah. It's it's crazy because um, I, I did have to teach Hyman as a non-lock, but obviously personal situations play a factor in and and like you said i don't want to make it like want to make it clear she's on the team because her play has been awesome i think she'd beat out those two regardless but makes it a lot easier when there's a when there's that in the play all right let's go over to los angeles how sure. quickly how quickly can we do los angeles um, how many how many locks have you got i got 10 i got 10 uh canada tolliver carter sykes Katie Samuelson, Ray Burrell, uh, the Aguma Kays, both of them, Cam Beige and Amanda Zowie B. Um, And then they, so we have like seven players on the bubble, in my opinion. Uh, One, two, three, four. Yeah, I guess you could argue it's seven. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's probably not that many. I mean, also, so we have Taya Cooper, Lexi Brown, Arella Griantis. Kiana Smith, Jasmine Walker, Lauren Cox, Olivia Nelson, and Dota. And then there's Amy Atwell, Lexi Gordon, Chantal Horvat, players that I don't think are, are going to be around. Shouts to Lexi Gordon, though. I, th- I thought she was signed with WWE. Someone needs to come on here and explain to me what's happening with WWE. That's my plea to anyone out there. Um, I will be a hell in a cell in a couple of weeks. Just, I'm very, very excited for it. <laughs> This this is not an area my area of expertise. So yeah, you know you know hell in a cell. Come on. Everyone. Oh, I, I I used to watch some of this stuff back in the nineties, but yeah, in terms of what's going on with Lexi Gordon and W, I have no idea. That I don't know either. I know I think the Cavenders are also signed with W. Yeah, that that I have heard. Yeah. yeah. New 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 Miami Hurricanes could not be more Miami uh, for them to come to the University of Miami. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had a cough there waiting. So here's the, the issue for Los Angeles, really, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that they can't keep both Lexi Brown, who they just traded for, and Jasmine Walker, who was their first pick last year, right? Like, that's the one combination that really doesn't work. Correct, yeah. The, they've got, if, if the 10 players we talked about stick, they've got $135,399 in cap space for two players, assuming they want to keep 12. You could obviously go down to 11 if they wanted, but the whole point of how much Cambage signed for was that they could then still keep 12. So you assume they're going to do it. Um, and yeah, they can't keep the two high-end ones, which means Brown and Walker. Right. Which I think, given how high they, talk, they took Walker in the draft last year and how much they liked her before she got hurt, I think probably works against Brown more than anything. Yeah, I thought, well, I thought like them trading for Brown and they do need a backup too. I guess they could go with Grantis. Um I'd probably feel more comfortable with Lexi Brown because they want to win this year, especially with Tolliver, you know, being being more up and down health wise. I, I would say probably I'd rather have Brown than Griantis. I'd rather have the stable, the stable player, the more stable player at the two spot. Um, but yeah, they also don't have a four. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they don't have a backup four, but they have like a million backup fours at the same time. Well, I mean, I, I think they think Walker's a four. So yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, th- there there seemed to be some debate about that even before she got the knee injury last year, whether she was a four, whether she was a three, and so on. But and yeah, then they obviously liked Cox and they brought her in last year. 
Nelson Adoda has her fans as well and had a good game in preseason. That yeah, it's 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 awkward here. Definitely. Well, it depends too. Like, do they want to play Chinea at the four? I don't think so. But and, and how how healthy is Chinea Gwimike? We we've barely seen her play in recent years because of various injuries. We have we have no idea whether she's healthy now and how healthy she'll stay through the grind of a WNBA season. So well, luckily, no one else on this roster has any injury concerns. So I'm sure they can <laughs> be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, they, I, I think they'll rely on Chanae because they kind of have to at this point. I mean, they'll give it a shot. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it works out. Yeah. But I think so. I, I think just like they traded for Lexi Brown. I think Lexi Brown probably has her fans on this roster. Uh, I think she's going to be a part of it. If not, they probably would have done that. I'm guessing. I don't know. But I think Jasmine Walker at this point is just like a sunk cost. Like if they want to keep her around because they, they use that first round pick on her, which is not yeah. a terrible idea, but it's just like they're, they're trying for a championship right now as they have made clear by trading their first round picks uh, over and over again. Um, so I, my prediction here is uh, Lexi Brown makes it. And Lauren Cox sneaks onto the roster with that base minimum salary um, because they need they need someone who could hypothetically play the four and she knows the system and she could just kind of fit right in. Sorry to Olivia Nelson Adota, who I am a fan of, but I just don't I don't see why they would need her skill set on this roster. Uh, and Taya Cooper as well. Sorry, and Griantis and Smith, both of them. I like all those players. They're just there's not that many spots, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're making me pick, I'm. I am making going, a pick. I'm going against yours. I think they'll keep Walker, cut Cox, cut Nelson and Oda, and then, assuming Burrell's Burrell and Samuelson's had her injuries over overseas as well. Yeah. Assuming they're healthy, I think they keep Cooper. Okay. Um. Obviously, Garantes would be an alternative if you want more of a wing rather than yet another little ball handling guard. Um, but yeah, I think Cooper's shown enough in recent years for the Sparks that they probably like her and would like to keep her. One thing I will mention that is an outside unlikely possibility is that once you get to 14 days after the start of training camp, assuming the player hasn't notified the team that they're going to be late, you can unilaterally suspend a player. Right. If the player does notify you they're going to be late, then you have to wait until 21 days after the start of training camp. So in theory, if Zowie B and her agent haven't bothered to do that... Which would be surprising. This this coming Sunday, they could suspend Zowie B, which would take her salary off off the salary cap, and they'd be able to keep someone else. You assume they want her because they're going to need post-backup. We said already Chine's kind of an injury risk. So, she, I mean, she could be their first post off the bench once she arrives. But I just mentioned that as an outside possibility that could change things on this roster. Yeah. Uh, oof. Man, we need the eight, whoever, who is Amanda Zowie B's agent? I actually don't know. Um, regardless, I'm not going to look that up now because that takes, that's a whole world. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they're, uh, Amanda's IBS agents on top of it. I have to guess it's not going to be a Anthony Carter situation. Do you remember that at all? 
vaguely, yeah, the 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 agent forgot to file the paperwork, so he, he lost in. out on quite a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it enabled the Heat to trade for Shaq. Was the uh, he for the Anthony Carter's agent forgot to file the opt-in paperwork, which mm. and I the brown it... pa- the brown paper bag full of cash in the agents in the corner of the agent's office was uh, kept quiet. It, yeah, I, I, I it seems so. Or Pat Riley just threatened his family. Uh, the God, the Godfather making moves. All right, let's let's go. We we're we're at fifty three minutes. We're gonna blow yeah, past an hour, and, and and we're getting into libel territory as well. We we meant none of that. We need to make clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lawsuit about it, so it's it's in the past. It's fine. That's my lawyerly advice. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I learned that in law school. Uh, Las Vegas, Indiana, Washington. Oh, good lord! There's a lot of teams left. New York, Phoenix. And Seattle are yep. left on our list. Any any of those uh, titillate your interest here? Uh, why don't we go to Washington at the bottom of the list? Washington. Let's do it. Let's just do it. All right. Washington, uh, 10 locks for me. Uh, I don't remember necessarily what you had. I think 10 locks as well. No, I only had three, oh. four, four, seven. Oh, because I have. All right. Yeah. So my 10 locks. Yeah. I have I've I've included a few of them like yeah uh, because they did my maybes basically yeah yes because there was there was cuts so I'm assuming we've cut down to the main team here uh, Natasha Cloud Rima Cheetah Ariel Atkins Alicia Clark Shatori Walker Kimbrough uh Elena Deladon My Shines Allen Tiana Hawkins Elizabeth Williams Shakira Austin you do not have Hawkins or Kimbrough on the list and Machida as well would not were not on your locks yeah but um, those, those are the three that i would yeah would add and did add in the in the article right machida especially helps because she's on the the lower minimum so that that solves the the numbers issue for them that they can't keep just veteran salaries in those extra spots but yeah machida being cheap helps also out. we need to talk about Rui machida more because she's like a superstar like I, I did not realize how famous she was in japan i was talking to kareem copeland of the washington post about this like he has gotten that like thousands of Japanese followers just by mentioning Rui Machida. Mm-hmm. I think she like what she has a spot like almost guaranteed. I don't think she would have came here without that spot. Um, and she's good as she's well. Really good. We, 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 I mean, for the, for anyone who watched the Olympics, um, she was the best point guard at the Olympics. It wasn't it wasn't Chelsea Gray. It wasn't super the the standout point guard on the Olympic women's basketball tournament was Rui Machida. Um, the only drawback to her is she's not much of a shooter. And we've seen in WNBA history that it can be difficult to play a guard spot in this league if you can't shoot because teams will scheme against that and they'll sit off you and things can get difficult. And we've seen countless times over the years that it's, it's just very hard to come to a new country, a new league. I don't know whether she speaks much English, but that she does not. But that can complicate things a lot as well. So, yeah, it's it's just hard. People who have been great basketball players, and we've seen lots of evidence of that in other countries, sometimes struggle when they come to the US, regardless of how good they are. Yeah. So, no, so we'll see. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing her play, but we'll we'll see. So I I got to see her play in the preseason, which no one else did because it's not televised at all. Um, the I, she was awesome, man. She was so much fun. I mean. You could clearly tell that like the length, like she'd only been there for two days and she can't really speak to her teammates. 
slash cannot speak to her teammates at all. Yeah. So there was some passes that was just like, she just threw some over the back of her head and, you know, was, was throwing some wild ones that I think if she could say to, uh, to her teammates, are you drinking a two liter of Diet Coke? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Is it a straight bottle? Yes. I can't see it because of the. No, because it's, yeah, but yeah. yes, it is. Nice. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so I, she's super duper fast. Like there's one point, I think in the end of the, in the end of the third quarter, maybe like she ran the full length of the court in like 1.8 seconds and all the mystics were talking about it. So I don't know. I think there's, there's potential for her to be good. I'd be surprised if she's really, really impactful just because of the language barrier, because she's super small. She's very undersized. And mm. like you mentioned the shooting, but I think she's going to be super duper fun and we're going to have some awesome highlights and she's going to throw some terrible assists. I mean, a terrible turnovers, but who cares? It's fun. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like the way that we, we love Johannes and I hope that she shows up to play for New York as well. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of flair there, a lot of excitement and, especially if you're not a fan of the team and therefore don't care if one of the, one of the passes ends up in the fourth row, then yes. wild, wildly entertaining to watch. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And because they got so much other length among their perimeter players, she can play with any yeah. of them potentially. So yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, what Mike can do with her. No, it's going to be, it's going to be really fascinating and fun. And she's not quite Marine Johannes and like Johannes will just throw like passes from the stratosphere, like things that pe- humans can't think of. Uh, it's not quite that, but it, it, it she does throw some really cool stuff, and I'm excited to see it. And and Elena Daldon looked really good um, in the first preseason game. It is the first preseason game. Uh, and, and then pulled out of their next preseason game, which she was supposed to travel to and play in, which, yeah. Well, that, that one got – the one in New York? Yeah. That one got canceled. Aren't they – Still doing some kind of scrimmage or anyway, yeah. I, 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 oh, I thought I, it was an intrust squad. I saw a tweet from somebody that she was originally scheduled to travel to it and oh, then yeah. they decided she wasn't going to. Yeah, that, exactly. that, that, that just worried me a little because that's the bit that's gonna be telling. It, it isn't whether you can play well in one game, it's whether you can play well and then recover and still play in the next game. Because I mean, she came back and played three games yeah. last time round and everyone said yep she's fine she's just working her way back easing her way in and and then she was gone again and yeah well i think she just like doesn't want to travel so i was like uh am i gonna <laughs> travel this- yeah yeah she may be, to may be absolutely fine yeah yeah i mean i don't think she's at she's definitely not absolutely fine just to be clear like she's not 100 percent. she was moving a little slower uh she just wasn't like favoring her back in that way and she was hitting shots and she was able to you know get to her spots um I think the travel is going to be a big issue for her because I guess it locks up. I don't know. This is a very scary injury as we've seen, but um, she is, she's at least healthy enough to play in the preseason, which is a far cry from yep. you know, what, what <laughs> we thought. Um, so I think they have about $76,000 after their locks. Um, so keep anyone you like, but yeah. Wait, there's uh, uh, Lene Harper and Stephanie Mavunga. And um, K- Katie Benson is still there as well. So, yep. Love Katie Benson. I've mentioned it on this podcast. She's one of my favorite athletes. She's like the only college basketball player that follows me on Twitter. Uh, that being said, I don't think she can make this team. Um, come on the podcast, though, Katie. We'd love to We'd love to hang out with you. She's a broadcaster. Okay. I yeah. mean, 
I mean, Lene Harper's shown a little bit in yeah. in what we've seen as well. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she's stuck on the end. Yeah, the, there's certainly a decent chance that the 11th player, ultimately, as the season wears on, isn't currently on this roster. They right. may well end up cutting everyone that we currently see as an option for that 11th spot and picking someone else up who is currently on another roster or on a street or currently playing in Hungary or Sweden or God knows where at the minute. So yeah, yeah. the 11th spot could end up with anybody. Or like Rachel Banham or uh, Bridget Carlton. One of those yeah. places, like one Absolutely. of those players would yeah. be great landing, landing in uh, DC. I think they'll be able to pitch someone like they've pitched other players in the past, come and compete for a championship as long as Lana Deladon's healthy. Yeah, and um, I mean, along along with Deladon, Alicia Clark is very much still recovering from her injury as well. So an an extra wing like a Carlton would would certainly fit. Yeah, they may and they may end up with a hardship because Elizabeth Williams. I'm not sure she's back yet. She's on the same team as Kayla McBride. So right. yeah, didn't that team? I thought that team like is now disillusioned with each other because there's a whole. That's probably a different podcast. Someone, someone could fill us in about the whole food poisoning situation. There was, there was a lot of, a lot of controversy there, but everyone stayed. Everyone's still under contract, and they can't even play everyone if they're international players. Right. Rhea Hartley and Zowie B have just been sat in the stands watching their last, last few games because there's a limit to the number of international players they can actually put on the court. So they're there in case someone else gets injured, or they lose a game and decide to rotate around and see what else happens. International basketball for WNBA players, folks. It's a confusing world. Let's hope that one day we don't have to worry about it as much. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Las Vegas. We're gonna we're gonna move on to Vegas. I think there's a spot here um, that is interesting. Uh, so we have. I have eight locks. I had eight as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, eight locks here. We have Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Aquana Williams, Jackie Young, Chris, Kirsten Bell, uh, Dierka Hamby. Maya Hollingshed, Asia Wilson, who I have as a center because there's not another, there's not another center in our locks. I just <laughs> had a list of non-locks at center, but yeah, I, so, I'm, I'm sure she'll play some five this season. I think she's going to play. I mean, that would be a really, really interesting question. That's the first interesting question for Becky Hammond is like, do you, can we just roll with Asia at the five at this point? I think they should. I mean, it, it probably depends to a certain extent how Asia feels about it. If she says, I want someone else alongside me who's a big lunk who's going to defend other other fives so that I don't have to, then it makes it a lot more complicated for the coach. Well, enter Kia Stokes on her contract that was worth $115,000. And and he's on the same team as Elizabeth Williams and Kayla McBride currently in Turkey. Yeah. So she's not there. Um, and Teresa Plaisance is also not in camp, right? Um, I, she's, I don't know. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I have to admit to not being sure on that one. Here, and, and I mean, I don't think, uh, if they're looking for someone to bang down low with the other bigs in this league, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, she's got the size, but that's not exactly her, her main skill if you were looking for someone to do that. I'm trying to see. She's arriving late to camp. I just don't know if she's already arrived late to camp. Whatever. Yeah, I I was not. Uh, she had to be in that role last year um, for Washington, and it did not go well um, for a large for a large chunk of the time where she played without Tina Charles. Um, 
So I'd be a little bit concerned. She can shoot. Like you said, she's got size. She's just a little, I think the injuries have played a big part. She's a lovely person. And I would love to have her in my locker room. Um, I'm just not sure how much I want to count on her to be a, a center in that way. I'd rather probably count on Kia Stokes. Um, I don't know much about Nancy Mulkey. Um, she's on this roster. It's it's never a good sign when someone sort of get, gets brought into camp late and it kind of feels like they were an afterthought to, to make up the numbers. Yeah. And Mulkey did get sort of signed after everybody else. So, yeah, I mean, again, this is, this is another team where you wouldn't be surprised if they picked up another big somewhere else later on along the line. But yeah, I, my guesses would be that Stokes and players aren't both make it, but we'll see. They're going to need somebody to play inside because it's not just going to be Wilson. And apart from her, what, their other posts are, are Hamby and Hollingshead? Hollingshed? I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you think Kirsten Bell can play any four in, in the pros as well. So very limited playing the four, I'd say. Yeah. So they're, they're going to need people to, to fill the paint, at least defensively, even though you're not going to need them to score all that much. Yeah. So if Plaisance is healthy, she's probably in. Um, and that's, that'll, and that's a vet at minimum. So I think that probably knocks out my girl, Asia Shepard. Yeah, it does. Alas. Um, because that'd be 12, yeah. Because they have to go. Do, do they have to go with 11? No, they could fit 12 if they had they, another. They could fit 12, but it's another one where the, the mass gets a little bit complicated if you want to fit 12 in. Yeah, because with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're about $2,000 short, about $3,000 short of, of being able to fit um, all the draft picks and place on or Colson. Uh, Sydney Colson, who we should mention, is, is here. Um, they just don't need as much guard help. I would say at least for point guard help. I mean, and they took points right at the start of the second round. So, you know, and ahead, well, well ahead in the end in the draft of uh, who Destiny Anderson. Um, right. So maybe they like her enough that, that she's going to stick as well, even though you wonder how much playing time is going to be left, assuming right. sort of Gray, Plum, Williams, Young, Bell are all healthy to play on the perimeter. But yeah, she might stick there as a, She's obviously got ties to their their GM as well with all the LSU ties that are now in this this squad. So pretty sure she she's might... Nikki, she's Nikki Fargus's niece. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> be, be, be a good point guard and then also be related and or engaged to someone. It's it's a great, it's a great thing. Um, I don't, I mean, I think Pointer has a shot, like you mentioned. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much they want to keep someone. I have her actually here listed as a as one of the players to keep, I'd probably want to keep Asia Shepard a little bit more just to get a little bit, someone who can shoot on the wing um, along with Raquana Williams. Right. Um, I don't know a lot about Shepard, but they drafted her a lot lower down. Didn't they? She, she was a draft pick this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she was, Oh, Oh yeah. Way, way lower than pointer. Yeah. Took take, they took her 23rd. So yeah, ju- just by virtue of that, it's generally much easier you know, GMs never want to cut the players that that they drafted reasonably high because that makes them look stupid. So you would just purely by that expect Pointer to have a, a more of a chance to stick rather than Shepard. It would be unusual to cut the number 13 pick and keep the number 23. Right. And they, I mean, without, with, I mean, they could kind of play 3D chess here though and also keep the rookies and then have a, can you have a hardship though if you're choosing to not have 12 players? Um yes. Although the the 
what you have to pay them changes, but yes. Okay. What would you have to play? What 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 changes with the how you have to pay them? Um, if you've got the, um, if you've got the cap space that you could be paying someone the salary, then you have to pay them the full amount rather than the. Oh, I think it's seventy five percent that you have to pay yeah. a hardship player, but yeah, it, it's getting very much in the minutiae there. Um, yeah, uh, they. I mean, Vegas have done this before as well, in that they sometimes go with eleven when they don't need to. Obviously, the front office has had a lot of turnover there, so whether their their thinking is still the same process that it used to be, um, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not. Last time I checked, Bill Lambert wasn't actually listed in their front office uh, oh. directory of personnel, um, so I don't know whether he's technically still employed by them or not. I'm guessing he's around, hanging out. This, I wonder if he lives in Vegas now. Um, I mean, Bill Lambert in Vegas, I, I could imagine he just stayed there whether he needed to or not. That's what I was going to say. Lovely place to uh, play golf. Lots of great golf. And actually, there is a lot of great golf in Vegas. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't golf. Um, I, think, I think Bill Lambert does. I remember seeing a clip of him golfing, which is hilarious i'd love to see that um but yeah let's make a prediction here i feel like we missed the predictions in the last couple i got stokes in plaisance in shepherd out pointer in same here yeah, yeah. but that that only gets us to 11 i i think doesn't it One, yeah two, but three four five six seven eight yeah that gets us to 11 and then yeah maybe that's it for now or maybe they're one of the teams that's shopping around in players that have been cut by other teams for their for their 12th as well yeah if there's a center out there they, they may want to go elsewhere but i mean with stokes it'll depend when stokes shows up um it'll depend when stokes shows up because i'm, I'm not sure but they have sixty thousand dollars left over for that 12th spot which is should be just enough for a, a base minimum correct as long as it's sixty thousand, at least sixty thousand yeah i forget the yeah Nope, it is sixty thousand four hundred and fifteen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So they're, uh, yeah. So they can't keep a, a base minimum there, eleven to start the year. Obviously, as we mentioned in other spots, like they yes, can... they they could sign that player the day after the start of the season. Yes, rather than before. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, I'm just gonna go down the list to save yep. time. Let's go. Let's go to Indiana. Um, this team. I'll tell you who's on it, and I don't mean any disrespect <laughs> to these players. This is a bad team. B A D, not B A D D. Bad team. Um, we have eight locks: Bria Hartley, Daniel Robinson, Kelsey Mitchell, Lexi Hall, Tiffany Mitchell, Emily Angsler, Melissa Smith, and I have Queen Egbo as a lock because they use a number and type pick on her. I'm assuming she's Yeah, I only had seven, but then in the text, I did pretty much say yeah. Egbo would probably be in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Egbo, I think Egbo's in. They also don't have another center at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another good reason. Yeah, she she might well start at the five, never mind make the <laughs> roster. Uh Indiana, congratulations. You are finally so close to your goal of being really, really bad this particular season. It was a long winding road to get here, but I yeah, think we're I at mean, the precipice. You're supposed to be bad on purpose when, when you're trying to go young. You're, you're supposed <laughs> to be really bad by design rather than just really bad because you can't be any better. So, yeah, why not? 
And I'm not, and these players are good. I think these players are good. I just, there's yeah, five, I'm... there's potentially five rookies here. Destiny Henderson being the fifth of, of rookies, I think are going to make it. I think Henderson makes it. Um, but it's going to, it's going to be a bad team. Uh, the other players on the bubble here, Victoria Vivians, uh, Lindsay Allen, Jasmine Jones, who they picked up on a waiver claim, Amisha Williams Holiday, who was a draft pick, and Alana Smith, who was uh, on Phoenix last year. Um, and Jamie Narred and yeah. Aaron Whalen is still there as well. Yeah, sorry, I hadn't gone to that line in my vision, but yes, those two are still there. So we have what we're gonna, I mean, they can go with 12. So we got how many spots? We got like three. We got if we count, if we count Henderson, which I do, we have three spots here. Um, I have no, I have no clue where to go with this, to be honest. I, I really have no idea where they're gonna go because I mean, you could go young with with Amisha Williams holiday and played six rookies. Um, I mean, like, she's another player who I've seen has her fans, but is I've never seen play. So I have no idea. I have seen Elena Coates play and she's basically never been good in the WNBA. She's, she's put up numbers overseas, but I would happily cut her for a rookie. If you think the rookie has any chance of either being good now or being good in a couple of years, if, yeah. if, if that's possible. Obviously, they've had a look in camp. Even Alana Smith has had her moments. You know, she never got much play under Brondello in Phoenix, but she was decent yeah. overseas. She's, she's produced at times for, for the Opals as well. So, you know, I'm looking at the her... here because you, ha- you have to have somebody to play inside for this team as well. Nalissa Smith can't play 40 minutes at both post spots. Who you says make, that? Where are the rules? To, Show me the rules that say they can't do you that. Have to, you have to make up 80 somehow. So maybe Exler plays some four, but they have to put some posts on this roster. Yeah, they, they need someone. I, and Williams Holiday is a post. Smith, like you mentioned, is a post. I, I think Smith, it, it's just very damning when you are uh, when you didn't get any playing time under the coach who probably knows you the best out of any coach in the WNBA. Oh, that, that was horrible. The, that was I mean, she, she'd been sat on the bench not playing the whole season for Phoenix and then had to go to the Olympics and play under the same damn coach who had clearly shown absolutely no faith in her being any good at all. And she was immediately higher up the rotation as well because... Australia had fewer players to put in front of her, but yeah, that had to be tough. No, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's uh, it's tough. I mean, I mean, she has a chance though. She's in camp. I think Jazz Jones actually probably has a has a decent chance too, just because yeah. they made that waiver claim. I yeah, I I would keep Jones. I liked Jones in New York, especially if you you let her play off the ball and off guard rather than asking her to play the point like New York were a lot. And mm-hmm. this team has plenty of other players who can play the point. So yeah. Why not give her a chance as Kelsey Mitchell's backup, basically? Uh, or, or well, I guess Lexi Hall's kind of the Kelsey Mitchell backup. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How this rotation is going to work out is it's still wildly up in the air, but yeah. Uh, let's move on. We don't need to make a prediction here. I, my prediction is this team is going to be bad by design. These players are going to get a lot. The young players are going to get so many minutes. And this team is desperately, desperately hoping that in 12 months, we're talking about how good they might be with Aaliyah Boston at the five. Yes. And I, I think that's the exact way they should go. Um, you know, hey, the past is in the past. It's worked out to the point that they can be awful this year and have a lot of development. I'm not saying, again, Yeah, I'm and, not saying all these players are bad. I'm just and saying. Lo- lo- lots, of, lots of young teams are fun. And as I talked about going into the draft on, on Twitter, Enxler was the exact right kind of player to take 
yeah. for this team. You want someone who is going to work their backside off, regardless of how good, bad, or indifferent the team is. Just work hard, make the fans enjoy watching you play, and if you lose a lot, count it as lottery balls. Oh, yeah. And if Jazz Jones is on this team, they're definitely going to fight. Just... I think Angusar and Smith are not players, and Egbo too are not players that take a lot of. Uh, yeah, this this is not a team that's going to back down from anybody, even if they're losing week, week after week. Yeah. But how much better is this? I know the first thing I said when we talked about Indiana is this team's going to be bad, bad, but it's so much more exciting now than it was uh, last offseason, at the very least. It 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 finally looks like bad with a plan rather than just bad because we can't be any better, and this is bad. how bad we ended up being. Bad on purpose. Bad on purpose. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got Seattle, Phoenix, and New York. Where do you want to go? Um, New York. Why not? New York. Um, New York is weird um, with the Marine Johanna situation kind of wandering in, in our background here. But uh, for now, I got nine locks. How many, how many locks did you have? I had one, two, five, seven seven so who do i i include oh yeah jocelyn willoughby and who else do i have here oh dd richards are my two uh changes there so i have richards and willoughby along with anescu whitcomb laney allen onion where they uh natasha howard and stephanie dolson so those are my nine i think willoughby's very safe today considering uh, what sandy brondella has said about her that she's very impressed yeah she looks healthy and like i think they really, really liked her when she was drafted. So I think she's she's going to be there. And then Didi is like their one backup guard at the moment. Uh, so I think Didi is probably gonna is probably gonna be there. Yeah, I mean it's they they cut Paris Key recently, right. so that they're, they're down to needing one cut before opening day. And yeah, exactly who that's going to be. You know, we we don't really know what what Asia Durr or AD as we're mm-hmm. now re- referring to um, how healthy they are um, yeah. after so many, so long out and with what can be an illness that sort of saps your energy and no. means makes it hard to breathe. How, who knows how, how easy it is to pl- play basketball to any kind of good level. Um, it would seem sort of harsh, but, if they're not able to produce, then that becomes your cut. Um, otherwise, one of the posts, I guess, probably goes. Kylie Shook would likely, if you ha- if you make me guess right now, I think Shook is probably the one who goes. She's yeah. been missing missing from summer camp as well with a personal issue, um, which won't have helped. Um, they went out and you know sort of seemed to actively get Kubai. In, in the draft so they obviously like her they like shook as well from previous seasons but you know the sheen can come off after a couple of years and then uh then hanju showing up we all know she's enormous but she's thin um she has flaws but is still a prospect and is still really young and it's still very popular in china which is not lost on this franchise on a team that's owned by a very rich chinese person yeah um yes. So, yeah, Shook would be my first guess, but there are other people here that I would not be entirely surprised if they were the final cut. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think AD has actually a good chance. Like like I mentioned, there's not there's not a lot of backup point guard depth, 
And Marine Johannes is not here. We're, we're not sure I, if she's coming over. We've heard rumors that she's, they're aiming for her to come over, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and like you mentioned, Kylie Shook being out with the personal reasons in training camp and a training camp she really needed to, you know, perform in mm-hmm. doesn't bode well. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if she's going to, I don't know if, if she's, if or when she's showing up. So I think that's probably the, the cut that makes the most sense, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, there's been some small talk about could they move on Yenwere? If, if they like everybody else, then, you know, she's the one who might have trade value as, if, you, if you wanted to, if you decided that like Laney and Allen and Willoughby are all ahead of her in the rotation, then even after winning Rookie of the Year last season, maybe, but I would be surprised, as you said. Um, and to what you said about the backup guards, I think Whitcomb's the backup point guard yes. for now. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how they work that out. Um, and then when Johannes, assuming she's coming, if she comes, then you have to make another cut, like a month into the season. But at least then they'll have the evidence from that month to help offer... Uh, some some information as to to who to get rid of for that for that space to open up and I just we forgot to talk about with Vegas they're talking about Ileana Repair showing up as yeah, well I totally which, forgot about that which would be another post for them to fill that spot but again she's playing in France as is Johannes so they probably won't arrive until the start of June at the earliest right and and the yeah it's a bad so I think it. With New York, you have to worry about the guard injury situation. All of them have had injuries. So I think you need one at the beginning just to keep someone, just in case, you know, even even yeah. if Johannes is coming. Um, and, he, and he can, you know, maneuver however you want, and hopefully someone shows you something that makes it makes a decision easy. Um, but, yeah, I totally forgot about repair. That That's probably their ans- answer for now in terms of the center and in, in, in the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, um, easy, easy to forget about because she's not actually under contract yet. She still has never signed her, her rookie scale. Uh, contract, So we'll have to sign that once she arrives, but that means she's not actually listed anywhere yet because she's not signed to them officially. So does the clock run on her contract or not until she signs it? No. Oh, wow. So it's uh, the full four year rookie scale. Yeah. This would be the first year of it. Yeah. I did not realize that. That is very good. Okay, that makes that makes a little bit more sense now. Um, hopefully, she comes over. I don't know. It's tough to. Who knows what's going to be happening in June? We said the same thing last year about a number of players. I don't, I'm not sure most of them panned out or showed up. Mm. Um, we said the same thing about repair last year. She did not. Probably, show up. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, so your do you uh, your prediction? Hanju, we- Kubai, Ad. Yeah, yeah, with Shook as the final cut. Yeah, would yeah. would be my guess, but there are other options. All right, we have to move on, though. Uh, <laughs> Seattle or Phoenix? Uh, Phoenix, while I'm here, they're on my screen. Okay, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix is obviously tough to talk about. Um, we really are sending our best wishes and hopes to Brittany Griner, hoping that there's a, a resolution coming soon. She can come home. Um, that I think we can kind of i don't know I, I i literally cannot figure out phoenix i've spent i've not spent that much time trying to figure it out because there's just too many balls up in the air i don't know if they're gonna get salary cap relief 
for Brittany Griner's situation, it would seem to be something that should give rise to salary cap relief in some way um, without affecting her salary because she's like a political prisoner. WNBA, I think this is something that would make sense, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in my article, because there's no other inf- information any other way, I just assumed that she's going to be on the roster mm-hmm. at her salary. Um, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if the league said... Yep, have the roster spot, have the space, keep paying her anyway. But yeah, we haven't heard anything um, either from sources or publicly. So for now, counting her as there. And in that case, you know, they can only fit 11, but they will immediately be hardship eligible because Kia Nurse is still hurt and Griner obviously isn't available. So they'd be down nine right off the bat. Right. And so with those two, um, we have nine locks. So we have Skylar Diggins-Smith, Shea Petty, Diane Taurasi, Diamond Shields, Sophie Cunningham, Tina Charles, Brianna Turner. Heck of a list of names. Um, so we're going to have, like you mentioned, I don't even know how many spots are we like going to project them as having? Because, Well, if we include everyone you just said, because I didn't have Petty and Cunningham as locks, but I, I, think, it's, I think it's reasonable to, to, yeah. to, to add them on. Yeah, then you've got two, two left. Because that would be nine. Yeah, um, but yeah, right, yeah, two left, and then yeah, because then they would get up to eleven. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, Maya Dotson's around. I, I like Maya Dotson. She has a great body. She played at Notre Dame. She's very raw. I don't think she can come in and play. Um, Emma Cannon's here. Emma, Emma Cannon's a, a, a WNBA player. Played pretty well at times in the last couple of years. Wouldn't be surprised if she made it. Christina Nigue. A player who has played in WNBA, not <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> not quite uh, to the level of an Emma Cannon, which is tough. Uh, and then you have a bunch of players here that I really don't know much about, besides Liana Odom, who was cut from New York or trade. No, she got cut. She got cut in New York. And then Kiana Williams, yeah. Stanford's point guard. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 do you want to make? I, do you have a prediction here? I don't know what to do with this. I. Yeah, they can I'm fit with... two vet minimums just for the record if they want to. It's yeah, awkward. Um, I would probably keep one of the vet posts. Um, I mean, I would go Cannon. Anigwe got a lot more minutes in the preseason game that they played last night, which doesn't always mean anything. Yeah, um, yeah I would keep Cannon over Anigwe, but it depends whether they want someone to play more of a of a pure five which you know Anigwe is big is bigger than canon um but canon has produced better at wnba level um i wouldn't be at all surprised to see them keep one and bring the other one back as the the hardship That's player true. that they'll, they'll get immediately and and then one of the perimeter players we've seen tarassi say nice things about thomas in the last few days but oh, yes, as, as we've seen over the years that often means absolutely nothing and the player gets cut the following day um i think odom would probably be my my favorite there to stick of the perimeter players i mean she's even got the length to play some small ball four if you absolutely needed her to but not that you would want to particularly but (laughs) yeah no yeah okay that makes sense so we'll go with uh cannon and odom but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just an Igwe and Cannon and they bring back someone else down the road. Um, 
I don't know. Phoenix is awkward. It's going to be awkward talking about and, Phoenix all season. And I mean, obviously, if if the league takes Griner's salary off the list entirely, then they would then be able to keep 12 because Griner's on a max salary. So that no. uh, would open up multiple extra spots. Um, what they it's, do that? What they do then? If Griner got released and was available to play later on in the season, I have no idea. But obviously, if that happens, then everyone will be happy about it. Yeah, and we'll worry about that at a later date. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think if she comes back, it doesn't matter. We'll we'll figure that out when that happens. Absolutely. We'll, we'll everyone. Yeah, we'll throw a party and worry about the salary cap later. No, and the the issue is like there is going to be at least one GM somewhere that gets upset about the situation i just don't know if they have enough <laughs> like do they have the stones to say something about it but certainly not publicly there is no, no way in hell no one's complaining in the press or anything but uh yeah to to the league quietly on yeah no someone someone's Maybe. gonna complain someone's gonna complain um but I, I think it'd be the right thing to do hopefully we'll see uh, it'll be awkward to talk about phoenix uh probably for the entire year let's move on to seattle our last team here as we cross the hour and 30 minute mark. Um, thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're still here, if this is like day four of you listening to this, don't <laughs> worry. You probably have like another couple of days until the season starts. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Seattle. Uh, I have eight locks. I think I, I had seven, but with, yeah, you can argue there's 10 to be honest, but yeah, I had seven in bold in my article. I accidentally have, um, Avina Westbrook up here instead of Epiphany Friends. Uh, I saw an E name. My bad. That's not what I want to do. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna put Epiphany Prince in the in the lock category. Um, just for the record. Okay. Uh, so we got Super, uh, Brianne January, Jewel Lloyd, Epiphany Prince. That's your backcourt. Gabby Williams, uh, Brian. Uh, Brianna Stewart, Mercedes Russell, Ezzy Magdavor. Those are your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight locks. Eight locks. Then we had two more te- two more players that I put on the probable line with uh, Stephanie Talbot and Jontel Lavender. As you mentioned in your article, I thought that was a good point that Lavender gave up money to leave Indiana. Yeah. And typically players don't do that unless they have a pretty good idea that there's going to be a job. And this team could use her. Um, especially if Mercedes Russell suffering a non-basketball injury. Yeah, we Seattle have told us very little about Russell's injury, so we don't we both don't know what it is and don't know how long she's going to be out. So whether they're going to need to keep extra post cover in because you just got to ten, so whether that eleventh spot is going to go to a post specifically because they need extra cover with Russell missing. Who knows? I mean, yeah, it makes it more likely that they'd go with a big rather than another perimeter player. Now, could they keep 12? Well, it, to keep 12, they would have to go with, like, way... The main way you would get to 12 with this roster would be cutting Epiphany Prince's... Right, right, right. ...unprotected salary. Um, they don't seem to, have, to even be considering that as an option based on what um, Noel Quinn was saying in the press. So that does not look likely, which means... Yeah, it's 11. Well, and she was super important for them last year. So, also, especially with January. January is still in, where is she play? France? She was in Hungary. So she's finished. So oh, she should done. be there soon if she isn't there already. Nice. Yeah. She was oh, on the same, the same team as uh, Gabby Williams. Right. Um, so, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, sorry. Interrupted you. No, I mean, it's just that they've got basically got one spot left if we count Talbot and 
uh, Lavender as in. So, do you? I mean, it's possible that Ivina Westbrook could, if she's shown enough in camp and in the preseason games, could make it as an extra perimeter player. Um, but other options would be Herbert Harrigan or Burke, um, or or Alyssa Canan, who they uh, they drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Who who went first in that? Was it did Westbrook go before Kunane in that second no, round? No, they took Kunane. They took Kunane right. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's interesting. Because I think they would want a, a three. So Burke or I mean Burke just didn't play at all last year, and Herbert Harrigan obviously they traded for, uh, and she was pregnant. So I, I would probably go Herbert Harrigan, but I think of her as more of a four, and they kind of need more of a backup three in my opinion a three four rather than the straight four but i don't know where where they see a harrigan i mean and i've been saying for years that kennedy burke needs to play more four rather than right. constantly being a wing as well so yeah and obviously gabby williams has played plenty of four in her time yep. in the league as well so they do kind of have cover from williams and if they kept burke from her playing down as well if if necessary um yeah, without without knowing exactly how injured Russell is, you, we don't know whether they they desperately need an an extra post with that final spot. I think my guess is they keep Burke, even though she's still overseas, and therefore, you know, her her only way of sort of impressing in camp is the others haven't been good enough to to knock her right. spot out. Basically, um, Herbert Harrigan didn't play much in their preseason game either, so. Yeah, I I think Burke would be my guess for that eleventh spot because I don't think can I didn't I didn't think Kanam was great in in college in terms of pro prospects and yeah so maybe I but think it, I, it'll depend it, on the Russell injury like you mentioned yeah it 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 looks pretty open for that final spot well we also have to mention if we mentioned the personal connections before Avina Westbrook did go to UConn. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Super and Brianna Stewart also went to UConn along with Gabby Williams. Um, so, plenty- yeah. yeah, this is true. It, I mean, and I mean, Brianna Stewart's the big name there in that she is under a one-year contract. If she likes Evita Westbrook, if she likes her because she went to UConn, or if she just likes her because she's nice, it, <laughs> then then you keep her because Brianna might be slightly more likely to sign with you again next year. I'm going to go Westbrook because I said she would be a first round pick. I was sick. Her name was going to be a first round pick then. I guess people saw more in the first round than I did. Um, but yeah, we'll go, I will go Westbrook there as it for that final spot. Do you want to just, you want to make a pick? Let's make a, a final pithy selection. I'll I'll, t- I'll take Burke, but okay. yeah, it's open. Yeah. I just think Burke not being there. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that last spot. It's uh, it'll be an interesting camp and not being there. Without being in camp for some of these, it's just like, I don't know, we'll guess. Um, I, I do also think that, uh, as we said with, I think, Washington, yeah. there's a good chance that this 11th spot eventually goes to someone who isn't on this roster at all. And right. it's someone who's currently on a different team or in Europe or wherever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hope I, we'll see. I mean, Marine Johannes could get moved at some point, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk, we'll talk about that when that comes up. We're going to be here all season long. I guarantee you that. 
well, I don't guarantee you. I promise nothing. But we will try to keep these podcasts under an hour and a half. In the future, maybe. I don't know. This was fun. We got to talk about all 12 teams and go over their roster situations. Um, and we have like a week now to wait, right? When's the cut down date? Uh, right before the start of the season. So be- Thursday, May 5th. Thursday, May 5th, the season starts on Friday. So there will be no recapping who actually made the rosters until the season starts because we just don't have time like that, people. Uh, so keep it logged right here on the Herb Stats Podcast Network. Uh, we'll, I'll be back next week with Courtside and we'll be bringing you a ton of WNBA coverage for the rest of the season. Oof, it's gonna, now I got to get, get some stuff in. Like I got to do some fun stuff before the season starts. <laughs> Because we'll just be watching basketball. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for to Richard for coming. And we will talk to you soon. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.